listen to the BoJack Backtrack, a series retrospective on BoJack Horseman for fans by fans. I'm Eliana, pronoun she, her. And I'm Bez, pronouns he, they. And it's great to be with you today. We're covering the whole entire series with this retrospective, so if you haven't caught up with the whole show yet, make sure you do so because this won't make much sense to you and you'll be spoiled, so get caught up first. Yikes, both bad things do not make sense and be spoiled. <laughs> yes, 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 so much. So today we're covering Season 1, Episode 3 called Prickly Muffin. What an interesting episode this is. Okay, so in this episode, we are introduced to Bojack's TV daughter, Sarah Lynn, who, yeah, she played Sabrina in Horsin' Around. So we're introduced to her and how she's basically like this drug addicted alcoholic 30 year old and she crashes at Bojack's place is basically the plot yep that's what happens yeah pretty much so let's start by talking about the little speech that Bojack says to young Sarah Lynn early on in the episode yeah what the fuck it's quite jarring and not something that's appropriate for a child to hear I would say yeah I agree with that sentiment very much like it felt like very inappropriate for a child yes but the funniest thing about it to me is that during the last part of the speech the director says sound speech which means that sound caught every single word that Bojack said yeah I was gonna bring that up too because there were theories that that speech was going to come up in the, in the end of the show because it was recorded and all that or at least it was caught on microphone so some people thought that in the end of the show with Sarah Lynn's death being put on put back in the press that recording was going to be brought up as evidence of Bojack's abuse toward her oh I didn't know that theory that's yeah, interesting yeah so a lot of theories in the show <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But yeah, so very inappropriate to tell a child. It felt like he was projecting a lot onto her. That's a good way to put it. It felt like she kind of grew up with him projecting onto her and like basically pushing her away is pretty much the impression I got. Yeah. Especially the line, your lovers will leave you. Like, she's young. She doesn't have any lovers yet. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She doesn't have lovers yet. So let's not go there. (laughs) Sell your wheels there, buddy. She's six. Yeah. Or five. Give her some time. Because yeah. now is not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. Agree. Yes. That's just a fucked up thing there. Yeah, it's it's quite screwed up. I would have to agree with that. It's a crazy speech from someone who's just not doing so hot, honestly. Yeah, and it's like, of all the things to do, Bojack, feeling down, like the most unhealthy thing to do is to project on someone else, specifically a child. Yes. Like, that's just a very unhealthy coping mechanism right there. And like, Jesus Christ, dude. No. I agree. Yeah. And it seems that in a way Bojack's words kind of took hold of young Sarah Lynn because she does seem to have this pattern later in life. In the very next scene we see her and her lover does leave her. Mm, that's true. That's true. So were Bojack's words somewhat prophetic in a way? Unintentionally so? Maybe. Perhaps unintentionally, yeah. It, it yeah. could be true. It could be. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And also, something that struck me is that during the little montage scene where we see Sarah Lynn growing up and getting older, we find out that Sextina Aquafina was only 14 in season one. Yeah, I had no idea she was that young until I heard that. I was like, what the fuck? She was that young? Yeah. Jesus. I had no idea. So she must have been around 17 to 20 by the time of the later seasons. Yeah, the one she gets the abortion. Uh, yeah, probably a lot older than 13. But Jesus, that's still... I cannot believe she started out 14. Like, it must be insane to be a star at that age. Like, so I much, agree. So much pressure. But the people like that are idolized in our culture all the time. It's not even uncommon anymore to see people that young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a world. What a world. Do you want to move on to talk about Bojack and Sarah Lynn at his house? Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how Sarah Lynn said that no one has ever said no to her. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like something that every rich kid has probably said at least once. 
to be yeah. honest. To be fair, people have said no to her in regards to her other dreams, but not in regards to her, like, getting what she wants. Like, she wasn't allowed to become an architect or go to college. She was just like, allowed to be a star. And when she went down that path, she got a lot of intelligence. That's what it seems like to me. I wonder how she, different she would have been if she had gone to college and became that architect, though. Yeah. Makes it, you think. It's definitely a what could have been kind of thing. There's also an interesting line where earlier in the episode that kind of foreshadows something interesting. Mm. Whereas when Sarah Lynn and Bojack are having their way with each other, she says, the only drug I need is horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing to later where the horse drug is Bojack. Yeah. uh, The heroin, I mean, the heroin is I have no idea if it was foreshadowing or just... I mean, see, it feels like it could have been foreshadowing. I don't know. I feel like it was unintentional foreshadowing. They probably couldn't have known at that point, but still, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, it struck me as I heard it, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, so Sarah Lynn and Bojack together. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my god, they're fucked up for each other so much. Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, Bojack is an older, terrible human. Sarah Lynn is a younger, terrible human. Together, they make a terrible chaos monster. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> that sounds about let's accurate. Not, let's not do that, please. <laughs> it's not mince words here. Yeah. It's just like, no. <laughs> this isn't a good time. Yeah. I love other. how everything gets so bad that Todd breaks the fourth wall also. When does he break the fourth wall? When he says, I'm tired of being the voice of reason. It's exhausting. I'm going to take an angry nap. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment so much. I guess that is a fourth wall break. I didn't think about it that yeah, way. Yeah, his angry nap is also really funny. But things just angry just, nap. Yeah, things <laughs> just get so stressful. Yeah, Todd's just like, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did get pulled into it. He's not exactly key on it. Yeah. And it was good that Diane also pointed out that Sarah Lynn was being taken advantage of by Bojack later on. Oh, because yeah? Bojack's the older adult in the situation. He's the one who should have a hold on things, and yet he has sex with her. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so it was good that Diane to point that out. That was brave of her. Yeah, he should have been the more responsible adult in the situation, but being Bojack, he just wasn't. He just was not, yeah. He was... He's just, yeah, he's the opposite of a responsible adult. There was also an interesting scene when Bojack and Sarah Lynn, when Sarah Lynn was a kid, where he's talking on the phone and Sarah Lynn is sitting next to him and Bojack is smoking. And every time Bojack exhales smoke from his cigarette, Sarah Lynn is coughing. Yeah, I saw that. And then at the end, he's like, you're coughing so much, you're being very rude on the phone. It's like, dude. Yeah, you're the cause of this. You're the cause of this (laughs) coughing right now. Like, please. You're smoking in front of a child. Stop. Yes, please. Please stop, Bojack. Yeah. It just—it looked like it came to the point with horsing around where he, everything was just about me, me, me for Bojack. Everyone around him became more, sort of invisible. and didn't even notice the effect he was having on people. Yeah, I gotta agree with that sentiment. Bojack can be very self-absorbed sometimes, and that was one of those times. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, yeah, for sure. Sarah Lynn saying that she's in a place where she doesn't need to grow as a person and she's going to die incredibly young is very depressing. Oh, I got that line quoted. I can read it right now. Yeah, Hold read on. it, read it. The quote is, I'm at a place where I can surround myself with sycophants and enablers until I die tragically young. Yeah, and she's like, it's pretty much too late for me. It's like, wow, foreshadowing your own death is pretty depressing, Sarah Lynn. <laughs> Yeah. That's very depressing. And it also kind of foreshadows her death later on because that's exactly what happens. Yeah, exactly. She surrounded herself with a sycophant enabler, Bojack, and that resulted in her death. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting foreshadowing. And it's like, it's interesting how this is such a fantasy for Bojack where he's trying to resolve a sick dad fantasy and trying to resolve guilt for class for neglect and fix his own childhood all at the same time. It's like, he's trying to do all these things at once and it's like, 
dude, you're projecting so much onto her right now, and she's in a place where she she doesn't need to be there for you. Like, yeah. you need to help her, not make her your fantasy. Yeah, I think that that was very strange, because what if Sarah Lynn hadn't come along? What would Bojack have done that day to try to mend the wounds of his past instead? What would he have done? If he if she did what? If she hadn't shown up. Oh, if she hadn't shown Bojack up. Bojack had just been by himself with Diane, what would he have done instead? I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. It's a good point. It makes you think. Also... This is the first episode where Sarah Lynn says she wants to be an architect in the dressing room scene. Uh-huh. It's a running thing for Sarah Lynn when does she want to be an architect, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know She that. even points okay. out architectural terms later on in the show. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I kind of know which episode it is. Oh, yeah. So it's the Bender episode. It's the Bender episode. Uh, with, where her and Bodak are going on the Bender, right? And they crash into this kid's playhouse. And she says something about the support beams not being strong enough or something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So she had a passion for architecture that she just didn't get the opportunity to actually let it flourish because mm. everyone's just pushing her into Starbucks. Okay. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's starting this episode where they point that out that she wanted to be an architect and that just keeps going and going with the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love this is shifting the subject, but I fucking love Princess Carolyn's subplot in the episode. <laughs> oh my god! Do you want to elaborate on what her subplot is? We yeah. didn't really talk okay, about so it. Okay. So her subplot is that she at first you think that she because Sarah Lynn fired her agent, she wants to have Sarah Lynn as a client, but it's revealed later that she what she wanted to do is have Sarah Lynn call her ex boyfriend's agent so that Princess Carolyn could get that in the presses and then meet with. Sarah Lynn's ex-boyfriend, Andrew Garfield, to make Andrew Garfield the client. What's strange about that whole plot is I don't think that it actually came about, because if you watch the last episode where Andrew Garfield gets hurt by walking into the Halloween store, there's no moment with Princess Carolyn. She's like, oh no, my client got hurt. That's true, that's true. She's just like, oh yay, Bojack got the role, my client got the role, my client Bojack. And then she doesn't care about her client Andrew, which brings the question if he was even her client at all. That's a good point. That's a good point. So it's an interesting gambit, but I don't. It doesn't come back, unfortunately. So yeah. I wish it did. Princess Carolyn tried. She tried. <laughs> yeah, she tried her best. Yeah. Also, there there's just a bunch of little things in this episode that pop out to me, like how it's specified how horsing around ran for nine years. So that's like almost a decade of time. Yeah, that's a long, pretty time. long. Yeah, and also on the beach, where Sarah Lynn and Bojack are on the beach. This is the first time they mentioned her, by the way. Sarah Lynn mentions he's dying of cancer. Mm. So that's the first time her makes an appearance. On the beach, Bojack steals a kid's ice cream. I don't know if you noticed that. I did notice that. I'm pretty sure he steals a kid's ice cream or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, ah, classic Bojack. Yeah. (sighs) He's just too childish to be functional, and yet somehow he functions. Yes, exactly. And then uh, there was something interesting that I noticed. This is just a small thing. But in the opening of the show, right? You know, the opening with the musical accompaniment. When it's uh-huh. the TV guide on the wall, is not TV guide. It's TV guru. They changed the name. Oh! <laughs> so I don't know why they made the award TV guide. If they, if they had a TV guru thing going on. That's it's kind strange. of a weird thing to me. <laughs> Maybe there was a, some miscommunication between departments. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting how there's like a TV guru in the opening and they made the award the TV guide award so it's like yeah that's funny that is interesting so i just has a really small but very noticeable role in this episode with her just basically pointing out bojack's being shitty (laughs) the whole time the whole time the whole time it's just like go diane you you keep doing that you keep being you diane stay classy yeah stay classy diane newen you stay classy. It just, uh, she just has such a small but noticeable role as store the conscience, I guess, in trying to tell Bojack how to do things. Yeah. And that's a role she kind of bucks later when she says that she doesn't have to be that for Bojack. Yeah. And she kind of puts some distance between us. 
Yeah, and it's like it's not a healthy thing to have to be that for someone else. So I'm glad she puts space between them. Yeah, it's good. The last small thing I want to point out is this is the first time they do the shouts and murmurs joke. Do you know that joke? No, I don't. Where what Bojack, are you talking where Bojack about? says, you should write for shouts and murmurs. No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Please you elaborate. don't know this? Okay, okay, okay. So this is the first time that joke, this joke pops up in the show where Bojack says to someone, you should write for the shouts and murmurs. Uh, I don't know what the shouts and murmurs is. I thought it was a New York Times column for some reason. It, it is not a New York Times column. I don't know if it's a, it's a real column or anything, actually. But it's the first time Bojack says, you should write for shouts and murmurs in the show. Okay. So this comes back? This comes back a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a recurring joke. Okay, I I never knew this. Yeah, okay. now you know, man. Shots and murmurs. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. Cool. And the last thing is, I still love the ending with the birds getting the photos. Just like such a cliffhanger. Yes, it's very interesting. Although it's kind of funny later on where Vanessa Gecko is trying to pin the murder of Tupac on the birds. Yeah, that's just hilarious. That's a, such a good scene with Vanessa Gecko. She really it's like, shines. <laughs> the bug, we didn't do it though. It's like okay. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's a good joke. Yeah, I love how that plot resolves. But I love how they introduced it in the beginning where the press is still watching Bojack and then at the end you're just like, you basically forgot about it. And then, oh, they come back and like, oh, they caught the whole thing between Bojack and Sarah Lynn. Oh, shit. Oh, and no. I love that. That's just such good storytelling. I just love yeah, it. It's I pretty guess. clever. Yeah, I admire that. That's good stuff. Yeah. I just want to point out there's two Muffin episodes in a row in this season, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> there's two what episodes? Two Muffin episodes in a row, and I'm fine oh, with that. Oh, Muffin episodes. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Bojack Backtrack. I'm Eliana. And I'm Bez. And I hope you have a wonderful day. All right, guys? See you stay, next time. Stay classy like Diane. Yes. Yes, <laughs> stay classy like Diane. Bye. Bye.